Hello and welcome to Bio of a Gray Hat Hacker. I'm your host, Lloyd McVeigh II, and today we're going to be going over uh, the most important question and some root cause analysis. So if you've come along, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining. Thank you for your support. If after the episode you'd like to, feel free to follow. I'm in all the social places. And I can be contacted through any of them. Please don't be creepy. I'm very particular on who I deal with on a personal level. And if it's on a business level, I get paid. Sorry, that's just the way it is. So, decide if you want to be friend or client and take my parameters just simply as I've been stating them. Again, welcome to the Bio of a Gray Hat Hacker. I'll see you in the episode. One of the places that I spend a lot of time is uh, on Quora, and for those who don't know, that's a question and answer forum. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I got this question today: uh, Do you want free cybersecurity services? I'll get to my answer in a moment, but the thing is with Quora and other sites like Reddit, sometimes people ask what I consider foolish questions just to attempt to get views. Um, this would qualify. So my, <clears throat> my answer, read verbatim, no, I wouldn't. Too much incentive for the free service provider to harvest the data of its users. Just because something's free doesn't mean it's there uh, mean no cost. The reason that I put that is that if you take social media into context and any any free service provider on the net, if you're not paying for it, you're the product. Right, wrong, and different. If you're not paying for it, you're the product. And especially in cybersecurity, where <clears throat> it is very, very expensive, and rightly so, to run a successful cybersecurity program. Whether you're the provider or the, uh, the customer. And they are pretty much required. I've said that, you know, cybersecurity is not the same as hacking. And I have my views on, quote-unquote, hacking education. However, cybersecurity is essential to the business over the internet. It's essential to the business network. 
to um, it's a subset of the business network internally you need to have either a contracted um, cybersecurity firm a uh, few individuals whatever to maintain the cybersecurity of your business the other alternative is that you can uh, develop training programs in-house <clears throat> and you know that's just something you're gonna have to work out with your employees because there's a lot of regulations and stuff that you need to maintain within the cybersecurity space that was one of the reasons that I did not personally open a, uh, a cybersecurity consultancy because while I'm very high experience and all that there's just a lot of red tape and to have someone provide you free services in this it's a foolish question there is nobody in the business that is going to provide you free cybersecurity services. And as I stated, if you aren't paying for something and it's on the net, i.e. a lot of these free games even, or a few years ago in the uh, Cambridge Analytica article that I wrote and have posted on LinkedIn... If you aren't paying for a service, you are the product. In 99% of cases that I've seen. That's, and that's generally in or out of the net. But my experience is the net. So, that was that Cora answer. I hope you take something from that. Take away that if you aren't paying, you're the product. So this next bit, I'm actually going to refer to as the L&D scam. So a little bit of background. I'm, you know, out cruising the uh, wonderful world of Facebook. And uh, one of my friends posted up one of those questions you know, which of these foods have to go, okay, and my answer was pancakes, that one's the one that would want to go out of the, the group of the food, not five minutes after I had posted up on this uh, forum, I get this amazing, amazing opportunity from Ellen DeGeneres herself. That's sarcasm. I know you can't see my face. But, um, congratulations, you've won whatever sweepstakes that they were trying to pawn off. Um, click my link in the bio and basically, you know, let's get it going or whatever. I have actually dealt with this particular scam on two or three occasions and I don't actually know the end result of the scam but from the jump uh, 
this account is trying to push themselves off as Ellen DeGeneres. I'm no Ellen DeGeneres fan. I got nothing against her. I'm just not a fan. But I uh, look at the profile picture. And this is where OSINT actually comes in to play on my day-to-day. I actually informed this scammer that I have dealt with this particular scam in the first place. And then I went into the profile. And they had one of the, the cartoony profile pictures up over some stock photo of uh, the actual Ellen's Amazon whatever she had going on and they tried to make it look legitimate by putting the Ellen the generous official blue check mark that you would get on like a verified account underneath of the the cartoon image and their <laughs> below their name they had welcome to my facebook ellen degeneres official team giveaway copyright real page and authentic this thing looks so jank it's not even funny to somebody who has been <laughs> in the life not just the industry in the life for 30 years now just looking at this I know it's wrong um and I had answered I I had put up a post in regards to this um I've already reported this account you can see where the scammer tries to appear verified with the shoddy photoshop skills what tipped me was the fact that a comment of theirs noted as being translated automatically now yeah, it, it points to posted out of country or could be a proxy or VPN. Point is, it's fake. Don't follow any links from fake accounts unless you know what you're doing. You're welcome. If you look in the context of what I'm saying, it, uh, the comment itself was actually saying, you know, show translation. So that means that it was typed in another language. Generally, almost nine times out of ten. Or, as I said, they were using a proxy or VPN located in another uh, country or routed through another country that caused it to be translated when it came out on the other end. I'd actually bet dollars to donuts that this is more than likely based overseas and just historically this is one of the scams that comes out of nigeria it's not just a joke better than 80 percent of all worldwide scam type activity basically comes out of nigeria at some point i may do some content on that but that is statistical it might be less than that but not by much so this is the Ellen DeGeneres scam. And don't don't just look at shitty Photoshop check marks that say something's official. 
go through and verify who you're dealing with if you don't recognize the things off the jump like I do. Um, if somebody has to tell you this is official, especially if it looks like it was copy-pasted and hastily made and all this other stuff, you, you can you can be pretty confident that you're not missing out on anything. So, be on the lookout for, for scams like that and, and don't get taken in. Because unless you're a hacker, you could be. This, this is done all the time. And one of the things that you do in the cybersecurity field is you share information with those that could be affected. And the ones that can be most affected by shit like this are the general user. So, be careful out there. Hope this was helpful. About a decade ago, I was uh, tasked by my employer to take a class that they referred to as root cause analysis. Now, this was actually a really good course and it has served me very, very well. The, the best uh, combination as I've thought about it over the years of what made this class course so important was the key question the key question with getting the answer to anything is why why not how does it work etc there's been many books written on that concept get to why or explain why um, but it if you think about it, I was always one of the them children that with the adults, I'd ask why? Well, why? Well, why? Well, why? And the thing is, it's cute when you're a kid, but when you're an adult, it frustrates people because when you start asking why, when you start asking why, there comes a point when they don't have the answer and they're uncomfortable with that. And unlike hackers or people that are just curious, they're uncomfortable getting to why. They're getting to the root of a problem or reason just in life. Now, the whole purpose of this in uh, my career was, you know, we did a lot with uh, processes and process improvement and production and all that kind of stuff. So, in the process, you'd be building stuff and on occasion, things would jack up. Well, this class was supposed to teach us why those things jacked up and what we could do to correct the issues so that they didn't happen again. The easiest way that I can explain this concept is actually by making toast.
All right? So that's our scenario. I'm going to make some toast. I want me some good buttered toast. I've got my heart set on my, my, my buttered toast, my coffee, and life will be good when I have my buttered toast. So I walk into my, my kitchen. I grab my bread. I toss it in a toaster. I start prepping my coffee. My coffee gets done. Toast pops. I reach into my fridge to grab my butter, and it's not there. Shit. I had my heart set on this buttered toast. Now, the buttered toast would be the completed process of this exercise we're talking about. I can't achieve my goal. I have a couple options here. I could put some peanut butter on my toast. I could put some jelly on my toast. I could eat it dry. But I'm still kind of upset that I don't get to have my buttered toast. But in our current situation, I will throw some peanut butter on the toast. I'll be a little upset. I'll eat my, my, my toast and drink my coffee. After the fact though, I'm gonna go, why couldn't I have my buttered toast? Well, I walked to the fridge and there was no, no butter in there. But why was there no butter in there? My wife does all our shopping. And I guarantee you that she always has stuff in the house, especially when I tell her that we're out. So this points to somebody either used the last of the butter and didn't say anything to her, or she used the last of the butter and didn't order more. Okay, so when my wife and I talked that night, I'm going to go ask her, hey, did you use the rest of the butter? And she'll tell me yes or no. And then we'll keep on backtracing why we have no butter. So let's say that she didn't use the rest of the butter, but I did. And I forgot. Well, shit. It's my own fault that I didn't have my buttered toast. I messed up the process, right? Because if I'd have used the rest of the butter, and I told her, I would have had my butter when I went to go make my buttered toast. Where else did I mess up, though, here in this situation? I just went to my kitchen... And I started making my stuff. You always start with accounting for your material, right? In any given scenario, you're going to account for what you have versus what you don't have to make sure that you can perform the operation. So I was also incorrect in I just said I wanted some buttered toast. I went on the assumption that there's always butter in my fridge. I don't need to look. Um, in the process, I actually discovered 
that I could be okay with a substitute, but that wasn't the goal of the operation. So what can I do in the future in order to get my buttered toast and, and be happy with my buttered toast? Well, in other words, why did this scenario go tits up? I didn't properly plan. I didn't properly plan my meal. First and foremost, I didn't check to see what items we had. I went on the assumption. Um, I did actually come up with a, a decent alternative. But that wasn't what the customer ordered. So it's wrong. And I didn't insure inventory for my process by not communicating with my wife. So what's the action plan for the future? Take, do my inventory prior to production, ensure communication through all supply channel, and have a quality assurance audit at the end and verify that we still have enough to produce another of the units or in this case my toast because I like my toast and coffee and you know everything is good that is the easiest way to look at root cause analysis it's getting to the root of why. Why something is not working and available. Or it's another form of problem solving. And that's the key thing in here, keeping it in line with our hacking conversation and most of our, of our content in, in this uh, cast, is that it's all about problems. It's all about thinking. It's not about tools. It's not, you know, do I use Kali or uh, Windows for hacking? In, in truth, you're going to use whatever your, uh, your target is or whatever you're trying to achieve <laughs> in, in your project. And the only thing that's never going to change is your ability to think through a problem, to work around the problem, or to agilely adapt to a problem. You will use that constantly. If you want to be a hacker, if you want to be in this, you need to start thinking outside the box. Everything's a tool. Everything's adaptable for your purposes. And your mind is your most powerful weapon and asset. So.
that's where I'm going to end our, our root cause analysis and its use in our day-to-day -day hacking. This has been mostly theoretical. Actually, almost entirely theoretical. But I feel that uh, you should get some good use out of this. So this is just going to be some updates on uh, myself, uh, Lloyd McVeigh II, and uh, where this property is going. Uh, this bio of Grey Hat Hacker. This has been formed, you know, to help teach young hackers some concepts and... Uh, you know, talk about some of my experiences, both in life and in hacking, and hoping that uh, people get a bit of knowledge from it. I will be releasing a book within the year based on this content. I will be putting some paid offerings out there based on this content, and um, doing a lot of things revolving around this content moving forward. Uh, this is almost a lifetime in the making and trying to get it into a form out there in public light. Um, so, if, this, if these kind of subjects interest you, please join. Um, I'm out in social media. I'm in all the places. My name is Lloyd McVeigh II. There's a lot of times when I tell people to just Google my name, they must think that I'm like bullshitting or something. But I'm literally out in the open pretty much in all spaces of the net and uh, you know came out publicly as a gray hat just under my own name about five or six years ago um, not to put too fine a point on it I am the real deal and uh, got a lot of knowledge Got a lot of knowledge. And I'm hoping to pass some of that off. Especially to some of the newbies. That. Um, they. Kind of don't know where they fit in. And. Uh, and I'm talking about the overall culture. Into the overall culture. In that case. Because the hacking culture is still. Still marginalized. Or feared depending on who you ask. Um, we're looked at as criminals, regardless of what actions a majority of us, in my opinion, are taking. It, it's, not, it's not about um, well, statistically hurting individuals and all this other stuff. 
me personally, I don't have, I honestly don't have time to fuck with individuals. It, there's no, there's no profit in it, really. And in a lot of the content, I, I talk about, you know, cause and self-profit. There is no profit in fucking with any individual person. None. It's a waste of time. So if you if you look at it from that perspective, I don't feel that people should be so afraid of us. I mean, it is true that we are capable of doing great damage but we are also capable of providing lots of help it's all in how we apply our our God given talents and uh, you know where we decide to apply our support and that's why a lot of governments and organizations fear the hacker is because on the net we are the power right wrong and different that's that's just how it is not one of us but all of us we collectively hold that it's something that again most governments or Big-ass organizations don't want to admit. The rest of the world has come to our house. And they look at us like we are the intruders. So I'm just asking for a little bit of patience with those yahoos. And to take a bit of self-confidence in who and what you are. So, again, feel free to Google my name, Logan Bay II. And I'm going to have some content coming out. This is going to be a project I'm going to pursue probably forever. Um, and it's something that I should have started years ago. But... Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you in the next one.